It's 37 minutes past the hour of 2 o'clock here in the great city of Pittsburgh on the very first radio station in the world, KDKA. And we are joined now by Allie Katz. Allie is not only a family and financial and legal expert, she's an attorney who deals with a lot of these issues. Allie, it is good to have you on the program. How are you? I am great, and I'm so glad to be here with you on the first radio station. I love that. I love knowing that because what we're talking about today is all about legacy, and yeah. you've got a real legacy here. Well, yeah. I mean, going all the way back to the 1920 presidential election results. That was when yeah. we first took the air and just had our 102nd birthday here earlier this month. So uh, something we take pretty seriously here in Pittsburgh. Um, when we're talking about legacy, the legacy of families is established by parents, by grandparents, by great-grandparents, that we look up to our elders, we have great respect for them, for what they have done, how they've led the family, etc. And yet sometimes we have to have dis difficult discussions and make decisions sometimes for them or with their input in terms of what's going to happen moving forward with their care, with their finances, with their individual situation. So, Ali, help us to sort of to gently broach the subject and at the same time respectfully deal with these issues, because I know a lot of people will be having these conversations here in the next week at Thanksgiving. It's the perfect time to have these conversations if you're not already having them with your family. And I want to say it's not just sometimes we need to have these conversations with our elders. It's all the time. And yet, Rick, we don't know how to do it. There's really not been a great model for it because this is a part of where our culture seems to be broken. And it's up to us, every single one of us that is listening here today, to actually repair the fabric of our culture by finding a way to have these conversations with our families before it's too late. And I actually just did an interview today with a longtime friend and client of mine for a, a masterclass series that I'm hosting about this because there's only so much we can do in this few minutes we have together. So I've got a whole, a whole series that I'm creating on it to help people have these conversations. And we were talking about how did he first get his dad, who now has dementia, um, how did he first get his dad to be willing to have the conversation with him? Because in the beginning, when my friend Keith would bring this topic up with his dad, he'd talk about money and Keith was very afraid. He was insecure. His dad would dismiss him. And yet Keith knew how important it was. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about how exactly did Keith finally get his dad to be willing to have the conversation and what can people do this holiday season, this Thanksgiving to get their parents to be willing to have the conversation. And I think one of the best ways is to start by saying, first of all, to start by recognizing that you're starting to shift roles where you actually get to become the parent mm. and your parents get to become the child. But you know what? That's so, so hard, Allie. I mean, it's really, it's, it's one so thing hard. to parent your children. And I've said it to my dad. <laughs> I've said it to my mom when she was with us, that it's really hard to parent somebody that you have a lot of respect for. And they brought you up. It's not my place to tell right. mom and dad what to do. That's hard. It's really hard. That's right. We never want to tell them what to do. So I'm so glad that you said that because the answer is not to approach them from the perspective of mom, dad, I'm here to tell you what to do. That's not going to work. 
It is to approach them from the perspective of vulnerability. Actually, the key to Keith being able to help his dad, and this started about seven years ago, was when Keith went to his dad and said, Dad, I need your help. Dad, I need your help because I don't know what's going to happen when something happens to you. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to do a really good job. I want to be able to do a really good job for my children, your grandchildren, and I want to be able to do a really good job in alignment with how you want me to do, and I don't feel prepared, and I need your help. And if you can go to your parents from that frame, instead of from you thinking you know best or you trying to tell them what to do, but really from this vulnerable perspective of looking at them saying, I need your help, even if you don't necessarily respect their choices or like the way that they parented you or even have a a very close relationship for you to go to them and say, I need your help to be able to step into my role for my children and also for you so that I can take care of you. It changes the entire dynamic. So is there a good time to do that? Do you do it when the Thanksgiving dinner is over? Do you do it a couple of days later when everybody's together and it, you know, that football's not the, the front and center? I mean, is there a best time or do you just have to sort of say, hey, I'm going to talk to my sister, I'm going to talk to my brother-in-law, and I'm going to let them know, hey, I'm going to broach this subject, be ready for it. I mean, is that appropriate? Yeah. I, I really honestly think that a great time to do it, well, first of all, yes, to talking to your siblings and letting them know that you're going to do it. I think that is really a great thing to do. Get on the same page with your siblings. And again, not from the perspective of that you know it all or that you know best, but from the perspective of, hey, siblings, we have a responsibility to our parents and I personally don't feel prepared. And then I think Black Friday is a great way, is a great time to do it. In fact, I'm going to be doing it with my own family on Black Friday and broadcasting it as part of this legacy masterclass series that I'm doing. That's brave. (laughs) Well, and I interviewed my mom yesterday as part of this legacy masterclass series as well to be able to show how I'm doing it with my mom, how I'm doing it with my family, because I do think we need to see it in order to know how to do it. So, Allie, how long should the conversation take? And the reason I say that is sometimes you get into this and it ends up going sideways and three hours later you haven't made. Should you allow for 25 minutes and say we're going to get through as much as we can in that amount of time and then cut it off? Or do you just have to play it by ear and just and, and read the room? Yeah, well, always, always read the room. And if things are getting escalated and tensions are getting escalated, You can stop the conversation not by storming out and slamming the door like you did when you were a teenager, Uh but by actually just inviting everybody to take a breath and say, you know, let's let's stop this conversation for now. Let's go watch some football. Go do some retail therapy for a moment. Come back to ourselves and let's try this again in a week, maybe at you know the the holiday the next holiday break in December, and then learn some better tools to be able to bring it next time if things get escalated. And if you keep coming back to recognizing when you are getting triggered 
escalating your own energy because mm-hmm. you feel like a child, mm-hmm. that's that's when it's time to stop. Right. That's right. when it's time to pause because you want to be bringing this from the perspective of, I don't actually have all the answers. I'm just here to support a discussion so that we can ultimately get to, and this won't happen in the first conversation, ultimately get to a place where mom and dad feel comfortable or mom or dad feel comfortable with you as the, as the child actually helping them to create an inventory of their assets. So this really ends up being you're not a lecturer as much as you're a facilitator no. in this role, right? Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm here to facilitate. I'm here to help you look at what you have, where it is, how we could find it, get it into a, a spreadsheet format, or we have a, a tool it. that we call a personal resource map so they can see it. It's not all up in their head. Yep. Here's the great thing when you do this. So Keith, my, my friend and client that we, we talked to today, he told us what's happened now. His dad now has dementia. His dad is the happiest man with dementia that we've ever heard about. Yeah. For the first time in his life, he's, he is he is smiling, he's happy. He said, I'm not worried about a thing. Yeah, because it's all because. taken care of and he knows that his loved ones are doing it. Hey, for this master class, I want to give this uh, address to people. Go online to learn more about Alley Cats and the free master class, how to have that talk with your family by going to personalfamilylawyer.com. Personalfamilylawyer.com. You can register, you can get the conversation started. Allie, thank you for helping us to broach some of these subjects and to deal with them delicately and with respect. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Rick. Great stuff from Allie Katz. K-A-T-Z is her last name if you want to look up more. Personalfamilylawyer.com is where you'll get more information.